0: You're tuned into to the Over My Dad podcast with do-gooder dads Dave Thompson and George Andriopoulos. Periodic guests, great conversation, and of course, some dad jokes here and there. Dads and non-dads, welcome to our movement towards nothing in particular. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test. Stay tuned for further instructions. I love you,
1: Daddy. Oh! (laughs) I'm not an old-timey scuba guy. It's me, Dave Thompson.
0: That was subtle, and it's me, George Andriopoulos. Welcome to Over My da- the Over My Dad podcast, guys. We just added the word the, because now it makes sense, I think.
1: It's extremely important. The formality there, George, is extremely important.
0: Isn't it amazing? You add the word the, and everything just completely changes. Like, nobody knows what the, what Over My Dad podcast means. But when you say it's the Over My Dad podcast,
1: we it's, just became it's a transformative show. it's it's transformative <laughs> is what it is it's changed my life here's the best part i'm actually gonna
0: oh. <laughs> i love that
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh it's the best time of the week how's it going man
0: good man what's up dude
1: not much All uh, well everything really uh, I'm sure you much. feel the same way. The <laughs> yeah. only time, the only time that George and I speak throughout the week is right now at this very moment to uh, to do this. So this is our catch up time.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know this guy. <laughs> 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 I just started recording and he showed up on my screen one day. <laughs> How did you get in here? <laughs> get out of the computer.
1: Get off my vlog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, man, it's uh, episode two. Our I hope you don't mind. I called it our very second show. Oh, because love that. well, because I I created the overlay, so why not? <laughs> why the hell not? Yeah, so here we are back uh, over my the over my dad podcast. I have to get used to that the the over my dad podcast starring Dave Thompson and George Andriopoulos. There
1: you go. What's new,
0: man? What's new? Gosh, the 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 kids and the and the work and the and the pandemic. That's that's what's new. But there's nothing
1: I, new. Did, did i tell i have something new in my life a, a moment of personal privilege for me in fact uh, a little a little backstage behind the scenes info for you guys right now it's march uh we're recording in march but this is dropping in april so by now by the time you're hearing this i will have closed on the house that i bought in nashville which is really exciting april 1st april it's on april fool's day i feel like i'm going to show up and they're going to be like you thought you were going to get this house for this amount of money like (laughs) you crazy um but but yeah so so a lot going on with that just getting ready to move and whatever and and what's crazy is because of the COVID and because of work and whatever i'm not actually going in person at all to see the house that i've literally bought so by the time everyone's here in this episode, I will have either been very pleased or very horrified about what I've committed to for the years. Oh,
0: man. that I have to say <laughs> that is, I, dude, I am such an anal retentive person. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, I, I think the thought of it is exciting to me to, be, to just buy a house online and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get, um, uh, I need some new pairs of underwear from Amazon and also this house. And a house
1: yeah right and, and and i'm pretty i'm pretty like rigid as well and i like to know what to expect i don't like surprises like but the you know it it was important it was important to do it this way um just that's the way the cookie crumbled but the house is only also the house is only three and a half years old like there's a huge boom down there or whatever but like you know it, it's the the mystery that I'm not good with mystery and not knowing what to expect that's just the way my brain works um but we'll see this is a moment i will not be sleeping much between now and then uh not do not just to being busy but being extremely nervous and i'm i just there was this thing that came out did you see this this article about the, I know it's a little unrelated but like this this girl in the city in New york city that found so i i'm just I'm bracing myself for, for a surprise no matter what like it passed to the inspection everything and like you just hear these horror stories did you hear about this girl in new york city that found an entire extra apartment behind her bedroom mirror
0: <laughs> no like a secret <laughs> cavern apartment
1: yeah i mean i don't know if i'd be st- if i owned it maybe i'd be stoked about it but renting and being a, like so this, this 26 year let me pull up the article so this is on the Guardian so this 26 year old girl Samantha Hart so um spun stumbled upon an entire three-bedroom apartment hidden behind her bathroom mirror so basically she felt a draft in her like little New York City apartments bathroom yeah and was like is that coming from behind the mirror and this girl like I gotta I gotta show her some respect we gotta get her on the show she in decided to investigate and she tick-tocked the entire thing and this is a real thing she removed the bathroom mirror and saw like a massive black void and made like a makeshift like uh helmet light or whatever like a cave worker and went into this space and it was a three-bedroom apartment that had been abandoned like maybe it was an extension of her apartment or something but it was like a ghostly, untouched apartment from like the past.
0: <laughs> That's insane. So, was she able to now <laughs> claim this as part of her place now?
1: All right, let me see here. So, um, she documented it for millions of TikTok followers. Um, she she made she brought in a hammer, and her roommate goes, "Mean it when you swing it." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh her roommates are telling her you're in the you're you're on the other side of the dimension go onward um all I've heard about I I did hear though she did not reach out to her landlord for comment like she didn't talk it went viral but she did not make like a formal statement about this to her the people that own the building or anything she was just like and I've I've lived in New York City in apartments for many years And, like, you don't really interface with your landlords like that. So, like, I don't know what I would do in that situation either. But, no, I don't think – there's no bathroom. So, one would assume that the bathroom she was in when she felt the draft would have been the bathroom that was being used by that apartment all those years ago. So, I I guess it's all hers. I guess that's, like, her storage or, or something now. I don't know. I don't know.
0: That's so. That's insane from from a, a bunch of different standpoints. So number one is, if you don't tell your landlord, and all of a sudden you're paying New York City rent for a two bedroom
1: and get a three bedroom out of it, like that's cool. No, she found a three bedroom apartment oh. attached to her. Dude, she has like a she has like a two thousand square foot apartment now.
0: What? <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Imagine she tries to like sublet the room like she goes on Craigslist and she's like, yeah, um, it's a it's a walk. It's a two story walk up and then like a one bathroom cr- crawl through. <laughs> that has to
0: be that has to be like one of those things where where the building probably changed hands in terms of ownership and somebody did something fugazi there. Built that, you know, sealed it up, or or man, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to know the real stories of like over the years since that was built, like what the hell went on there? Can you imagine mm-hmm. subletting that? Like, hey, yeah, three three bedroom apartment for sublet. Uh, entrance is in my bathroom mirror.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. No, and and you know, and people are subletting and uh, airbnb all these weird like destination, like weird unconventional dwellings, you know, like abandoned elementary schools uh i stayed at an abandoned zoo um two summers ago which was sweet um in the catskills it's called the old catskill game farm you probably went there when you were a kid but it's it's uh it's like this destination where it's a very creepy you stay where the giraffes used to sleep Uh
0: (laughs) what man you you are exploring areas that i'm not interested in whatsoever.
1: <laughs> hey, we don't we don't have everything in common, George. There's a lot of <laughs> no, common ground. No, we do not.
0: <laughs> no, we do not. Dude, I need yeah. I need my comfort when I go somewhere, no matter where it is. I like my I think one of my favorite things is just being in a hotel and like whatever, just hanging out, going to the buffet, having my room cleaned every day like i enjoy that there's nothing about me that says hey i want to sleep where yeah. a giraffe used to sleep in this abandoned zoo that's haunted
1: yeah you're 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 a you're a minimum thread count kind of guy like you probably like you're
0: checking those um, Oh no videos. i'm not that bad i'm not that bad but <laughs> i do need running water electricity four walls and a lock like that's important to me and and a tv <laughs> it's important to me I'll never go camping ever in my, I know you mentioned in the last episode that, uh, camping's your, your new thing that you've discovered and you're not an outdoorsy guy, but I'll never do it. Never, ever. I will never be on a sleeping bag outside ever in my life.
1: That's so crazy. And you're like, you like, like, you like, like cars and sports and stuff. And I don't. So I I guess, I guess it stops at outdoor overnight activities. for you.
0: That's our line. (laughs) that's our line (laughs) of the scent. Stay on your side of the line. (laughs) Yeah, man, I need a TV. Um, uh, no matter where I am. So I could, so I could watch all the beauty. I was raised like by a TV man. Like I, I am such a TV buff. I don't want to say I wasn't like put in front of a TV to, to babysit me, but, um, TV, I was, uh, I'm an only child, right? So TV was, was my sibling, you know, TV was my sibling. It was so important to me growing up. It's, it's, you know, any personality you see, here today, most of it was developed through, you know, watching my idols on TV and stuff like that. And uh, and it's crazy, like, to see some of the stuff that's coming back, too. I, I watched, um, they had the, the reboot of Saved by the Bell, which was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid recently. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's good. And then I saw a commercial on Peacock on the new streaming network for Punky Brewster came back.
1: I, I saw an advertisement for that. Yep. Yeah,
0: and I I haven't watched it. I love Soleil Moon Frye. I always had a crush on. It. I had a crush on her when I was a kid, and then when she when she became like an awkward teenager, I was like, yeah, I can I can live without Soleil Moon Frye. But then when she grew up, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love Soleil Moon Frye. <laughs> I had such a crush on her. I think I still do. I think I still do. But um, th- this whole this whole reboot thing happening everywhere I happen to come across um, this article uh, when I was when I was l- looking up this whole punky Brewster thing to see what this show was about um, and it was the best sitcoms of the 80s that have either been rebooted or you want rebooted so it was an excellent list really really good list were you a a big TV sitcom guy or no?
1: yeah yeah well i mean and 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 i you know there's obviously like you got some years on me but i watched i didn't watch i watched the original saved by the bell like i was i was all in on that i was tbs in the morning before school every day um and yeah i was like a tgif error guy with full house and i mean obviously we take a lot of influence from that era in our in our in our intro music and everything i mean yeah. it's it it and and it was a golden era of uh american yuppieism and and culture and and kind of a very like positive time i don't know if it's one of those things where i don't know if looking back it's like uh how every generation thinks their music was the best like i don't know if looking back on it i'm just looking back on it with nostalgia or if it was actually the best time for tv and the best time to be a kid and the best time for music you know what i mean like um the best time for toys and 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 all that stuff but yeah i'm a sitcom guy for sure
0: yeah well it's all it's all in context right like i i'm not a fan of those the best conversations um i know to me what was the best and what i enjoyed but i you know i hate those comparisons a lot of people make those in sports and i'm not going to get into a whole sports thing here but you know um who who the basketball stuff, right? Like, who's the best basketball player? And you're comparing a player from 30 years ago versus today. And it's a whole different mm-hmm. thing. It was a different time. You know, when you when you look at sports, there was a different level of competition, a different, a different level of athleticism, um, science behind, you know, building a physique or whatever. And so it's totally different. It's the same thing with TV. Like, there's... Sh- oops. Oops. I did it. Oh. What's the matter with you? Oh. I did it. Spare jar swear jar. Swear jar. So we have swear a swear jar. jar. I'm going to do it. We have a swear jar yep. and we're going to have we're going to find out some way to to show you guys this. But what what is it $5 every time we yeah, swear? Yeah,
1: I think that what we're going to do is if, if us or a guest ever curse on the show we're gonna add five dollars. We George has to download like a cha ching sound to his soundboard, and a womp, 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 sad, sad <laughs> trombone. Or I could just make the noise. I do that, and and uh, we're going to raise some money for our favorite charities, and maybe like, I don't know, once a year or something. We'll we'll give we'll give it away. We'll see we'll see how naughty we've been, and we'll make it into something positive.
0: Yeah, I like that. For sure. Oh, we have a sad trombone. Wait. That's amazing. I didn't even know I had that.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Love it.
0: So, we'll yeah, we'll do a cha-ching sound. So, yeah, uh, I don't – are we going to – we'll probably even bleep that so that we could be safe for work. Yeah. Censored. Censored. Anyway, so, yeah, it's all context, right? So, there's stuff that was on TV back then that could never go on TV now. Right, like uh, I know, there's the whole thing in the news now with like Pepe Le Pew is being canceled, and they're even looking at Miss Piggy now, and it's yeah, like so anyway. So this this article on Ranker.com had a a huge list of the best '80s sitcoms. So I won't even go. I'm gonna. What the hell is that?
1: Oh, I live. (laughs) I live right by the so. Uh, I am getting an upgrade, so I bought a <laughs> big old house in Nashville. I told George a couple of months ago I'm buying a McMansion in in Nashville. I'm currently living above an antique store, right in the middle of a town, and next to a fire department, <laughs> and they still have that old timey like, <laughs> whenever Do you anything live happens. In actually, actually the fire department. The new, it's it's noon, so that's just to be for no reason, just to in case you need to set your clocks, folks because we're living in the 1940s that was an alarm just to let you know it was noon.
0: <laughs> and with that being said, so so this is a so this is showing like a top 50. So I'm not going to go through I want I really want to focus on the top 10, but there are definitely some in the 10 to uh 10 to 50 range, right? So uh let me bring up mm-hmm. bring up a couple of these. All right, so 48 here is too close for comfort. Did you ever watch that with Ted what? Knight.
1: That's a, that's a show called Too, Too Close for Comfort. Too
0: close for Comfort. It was um with oh man, hold on. Is that uh, about
1: a clown a clown car or something? Like No.
0: Oh gosh, it was such a great show, <laughs> man. And it was with this guy. So oh so Too Close for Comfort is with Ted Knight. He's the guy from uh uh Caddyshack, the 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 old rich guy uh,
1: from the golf
0: club. He was amazing, amazing. And then uh, God, I can't remember the other guy's name. Maybe something Jefferson... Oh, no, Jefferson was his name on the show. He was always, like, the center square in Hollywood squares. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, super, super funny dude. It was supposed to take place in, a, in a San Francisco home. Um, oh, anyway, great show, but if you don't know about it, we, we don't have to get into that. Uh, so Too Close for Comfort was definitely a good one of note here. Uh, what else do we have here? That was 48. On their list. And I may be diving a little too deep here. Because you're a little bit younger than me. What about what's happening?
1: Oh yeah. What's happening? With rerun? Sure. I mean. It's one of those things where I know the cultural references. Way better than I've. I haven't like seen the sh- I've probably seen the shows a little bit. But like. I, I know about what's happening. Yeah. yeah I know the yeah. theme song. Everything.
0: Uh, Webster. Did you ever watch Webster? Now
1: that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So and I had- was very confusing to me as a kid like i mean he it was, it was incredible he really looked like a, a child and he was a full-grown adult right uh
0: no i think that for a good portion of it he was actually a child um back then oh. I, i'm pretty sure he was he was actually close to the age of the show that he portrayed uh way back when. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost positive um but yeah i i had so many Links to the show because his his dad's name was George Papadopoulos, right? The sportscaster, and everybody used to call me George Papadopoulos when I was a kid because of my last name <laughs> from that show. But yeah, Emmanuel Lewis. Uh and this show ran from uh eighty seven to eighty-nine. Is that it? Man, I thought this was so much longer. And I remember I used to watch Webster. Wow. I used to watch Webster. I loved the show. Loved, loved the show. And then one fateful night, I don't know if it was a Friday night that it was on or whatever, I went to go watch it at the usual time. I remember I was in, like, second or third grade, and this other show came on. And I'm watching, it, and it's not Webster. And there was these, like, two girls and a baby, and, and and I was, like, so upset. And I realized it was that very moment where I was like, oh, my God, I don't think Webster is on anymore. And, and, and that's what
1: happened?
0: I think something else took its place, and that's what happened. And I was so upset come to realize that years later that the show that overtook it became, like, my favorite show of all time. It was Full House is the one that oh. took its spot on TV. And I remember wow. being so upset. So, so upset. Um, Yeah, so many more. Well, I, I want to just glance through some of these before I hit the top ten. But uh, Head I mean, of the pff- Class, did you ever watch that Never one? Never heard
1: of it. Nope.
0: Murphy Brown.
1: Oh, yeah. Murphy Brown sure. was a
0: great show. And I was a little young to understand it, but I, I definitely got it. You know, they, they even talked about the political landscape back then, but I definitely got that. Bosom Buddies. Did you ever watch that? No,
1: that sounds interesting.
0: Bosom Buddies was Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. It was actually like Tom Hanks, one of his, you know, earlier breaks. And it was a sitcom where back in the day, they were like two guys that lost their apartment and they couldn't find a new place and so they found an apartment that was affordable in a women's hotel
1: they found an apartment behind a bathroom mirror (laughs) (laughs) no they
0: found an apartment in a women's hotel right so it was one of those that was like Mm -hmm. like you actually paid rent like a monthly rate
1: at a yeah, yeah 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 but
0: but like there was like a headmistress that actually like like these women were like independent women that lived here and had apartments, but there was like a like I'm saying headmistress, but you know what I mean. That like it's like sorta, an RA
1: and co- like an RA and yes, college.
0: and they had like yeah. curfews and stuff. It was it's nuts, but anyway. So Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks they had to dress in drag, they pretended to be women just to so live add there. that to
1: the list of shows that would not happen in 2020, yeah, at yeah, at all. <laughs> but of
0: note, the theme song for *Bosom Buddies* was "My Life" by Billy Joel.
1: And really, I remember
0: that was the first. Yeah, that was the first Billy Joel song I, I think I had ever like heard. That that was like a nineteen. It's, it premiered in nineteen eighty, and I remember being a little wow. little kid when I when I watched that, and when I became a fan of Billy Joel, I was like, oh my god, this is the theme for *Bosom Buddies*.
1: <laughs> Imagine like running into him on Long Island. For people who don't know, he's like from right around where George and I are from. Uh like and being like, Are are you are you the guy that sang the bosom buddies soundtrack? <laughs> like just to be like so dismissive of I love that, like running into like uh <laughs> I I like so dismissive of like everything their their career that spanned decades. There was there was this show called Gossip Girl, right? Yeah. And I used to go to a lot I used to be very involved in the music scene and there was this <laughs> I never watched Gossip Girl, but the girl from Gossip Girl used to be on a Nickelodeon show that I used to watch when I was a kid called Harriet the Spy. Uh And I, so I used to be very involved in the music scene. I was backstage at a concert, and I see who I recognize as Harriet the Spy. (laughs) This is in like 2009 when Gossip Girl is like massive. So I go up to her with like a drink in my hand, whatever. It's like a party atmosphere. I'm like, sup, Harriet the Spy. Yeah, I I spot you. Yeah, I bet you don't get that. I bet that I I'll bet I'll bet you don't get that too often anymore. She was she was like devastated.
0: Oh, so are we talking about like Michelle Trachtenberg?
1: Yes, Michelle Trachtenberg.
0: She wasn't in Gossip Girl.
1: Whatever the show was, she was in a massive show.
0: Oh, she was in. Uh, hold on, um, I know she was in some movies that I.
1: No. Oh, she, she was, was in Buffy the Dish. Vampire
0: Slayer. I know that.
1: No, she was in one. One that was even bigger um, in the in the two thousands. What was she in?
0: It definitely wasn't Gossip gonna, Girl. I know that for sure.
1: I'm gonna see if I. am gonna see if I can out IMDb you right. Yeah, now. I'm
0: on IMDb now, and I'm not. Seeing I'm it.
1: sure you are. You're, she was in Seventeen again.
0: Too. The movie Seventeen again with. Uh, uh, I
1: guess it was just. I, maybe it was just Buffy. I guess she played Buffy's little sister. I've been. I've been telling this story wrong for years. Yeah, I'm wow. Like, wait a I'm minute, really not. A... Where is? <laughs> I'm no, no, no. She was in Gossip Girl from 2008 to 2012, dude. Really? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, oh, she man. was. Georgina, Georgina Sparks.
0: Look at that. I'm I've officially wrong. I've
1: never seen the show. I'm yeah, officially there you go. Wrong. First time. Right. First time. First
0: time. All right, guys. It's been a great show. <laughs> 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 uh, what else we have here? Charles in Charge. You ever watch that one? Scott Bayo? Billy Rings? Great show. Benson, yeah. Mr. Belvedere, The A-Team, Taxi, Family Matters, the Cosby Show. Oh, God. So so top 20 here. So this is important. So Perfect Strangers is number 20 on this list. Mm-hmm. Perfect Strangers is my jam, as my daughter's looking at me and Giggling from the corner of the room, I introduce my kids to Perfect Strangers. Now, Perfect Strangers, for all 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 of you guys that have never seen it, you have to watch the show. It's on Hulu. Uh, Bronson Pinchot and Marklin Baker. So Marklin Baker's like this, just average all American dude from Wisconsin, I believe, and and moved to Chicago, and he's trying to become a journalist there. And Bronson Pinchot plays Balky, his long lost cousin. From Balky. Yeah. Balky from this long lost cousin from a country called Mipos. And he shows up in Chicago one day on his doorstep. And here we go with like seven or eight seasons of like hilarity. First of all, like the funniest, two of the funny, like the funniest comedic duo to me almost in history, because these guys did such physical comedy together and they were so in sync. And I loved the show very much because I'm I'm Greek. Uh Mepos was a fictional country that was based on Greece, right? And so they, right. they didn't I read an article about this. They didn't want to offend um anybody. And and particularly back then, I think in the in the early eighties, mid eighties, the Greek culture in New York was very like prevalent and was in movies and stuff a lot. Uh, And so they didn't want to offend anybody, so they created Mipos. That was like this fictional country, and they created all these hilarious customs and traditions. And, oh, dude, I love that show. I still do the dance of joy all the time.
1: So my introduction to to Greece was um, a 1978 film starring John Travolta and Olivia (laughs) (laughs) Newton-John.
0: Wrong Greece, but we do use that kind of Greece, too
1: my my introduction to greece was actually jesse katsopoulos on full house which i'm quite positive that you're going to get to but all these traditions about like dancing around the table if you want to get married and all yeah. this stuff like i don't know i don't know if they're true at all but like yeah. Opa! and all that stuff i totally remember my girlfriends uh mary kate and ashley <laughs> like you know um doing all these things with, with uncle Jesse and his parents that would come visit and everything. That was my introduction to
0: Greece. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect strangers was amazing like that. Actually 19 on this list is full house. So it's 20 is perfect strangers. 19 is full house and 18 is saved by the bell. For me, they, those would be three, two and one, by the way, on if, if mm-hmm. I were to make this list, but yeah, full house, we don't even have to get it full, uncle. Je- shout out uncle Jesse. Shout out Danny. For sure. For shout sure. out Joey. <laughs> shout out Mich- sure. michelle i mean like it doesn't get any more sitcom-y than full house that's like the model for a sitcom totally the model for a sitcom. so i love that show saved by the bell is 18 on this list my my and i watched saved by the bell from good morning miss bliss which do you know much about saved by the bell
1: i uh... Yeah, but I don't know. Good morning, Miss Bliss. So, I mean, I watched it every single day, but I don't. I, I was a little kid.
0: So, Good Morning, Miss Bliss was season one of Saved by the Bell. So, in canon out there, if you like watch the show, like if you stream it on Hulu or Peacock or whatever, um, season one will be this show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which they repackaged later as Saved by the Bell for like syndication. Oh. But it was a different show. So. If you've ever heard people say jokes about, like, like if you if you watch the reboot um, and, and you hear, or, or you watch, like, the skits they do on Jimmy Fallon with say by the Bell a lot, like, they'll always joke about how um, the principal and three of the students moved from Indiana to California to start the same school over. So, say, Good Morning, ah. Miss Bliss was Zach, Screech, and Lisa were the only three. Like, Kelly, Jesse, and Slater were not on Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Mr. Belding was there, but there was a teacher... Miss Bliss and the show was like centered around, she was the star of the show, not Zach. And what it was, Bayside High, but it was in Indiana.
1: It was probably Lake Lakeside High, yeah, I guess. Or I guess they have bays there. No, bays are connected to oceans. So maybe it wasn't base.
0: I thought it was Bayside, but maybe it was an (laughs) element, maybe it was a middle school, but yeah, there were three other. Or two other kids, I think Nikki, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but yeah, that was like season one, and then they just completely revamped the show, moved it to California, added the other three, and and here we are. But I watched Good Morning, Miss Bliss. I watched all five seasons of Saved by the Bell. I watched the college years. Um, I didn't really yeah. watch the new class, but yeah, that was my jam that show.
1: They really was... jumped the shark with the college years. They I really like the, the
0: college years. I mean they rushed it in the end when they married Zack and Kelly, but uh and if you if you haven't watched the reboot, it's actually pretty funny. It's it's actually very tongue in cheek about all like it was a it was a very poorly produced show, the original <laughs> Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and if you listen right. to Zack to the Future is a great podcast that I listened to with Mark Paul Gosler and uh Dashiell Driscoll, I think is his last name. He's the guy that did the uh Zack Morris's trash skits on uh for oh, wow. guy. Yeah. He's actually one of the writers for the new Saved by the Bell
1: reboot. Oh, that's so cool. So it's pretty self-deprecating. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, man, so many of these shows, the Jeffersons. Well, that was 75 and it ended in the 80s. Growing pains. Top 10, though. Who's the boss? Tony Danza. Samantha. MASH was number (laughs) nine. Never seen it. Never saw MASH? No. Yeah. Acquired taste. Great show. Wartime,
1: com- war- wartime comedy is something that doesn't really fare well <laughs> with me.
0: Well, there was a MASH movie, too. So I think the show was based uh, on know. the movie. Yeah. Uh, Family Ties. Did you ever watch that? Michael J. Fox? No. Oh, great show. He played Alex P. Keaton. He was like this young Republican conservative. Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. So funny. Night Court. I, I,
1: know, I, I know only because Kanye references Alex P. Keaton a couple times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Night Court. <laughs> You ever watch night court based on like a no. night, like a New York city night court. The, the, the judge was like this comedian, uh, comedian slash magician, Harry Anderson. Great. great. <laughs> and that's actually coming back. The daughter, Harry Anderson's daughter actually is doing a reboot and it's most of the original people are
1: in it. Good for her. That's yeah. great.
0: Happy days.
1: Oh, for sure. Transformative again. Hey. The yeah.
0: wonder years, another transformative one. Amazing mm-hmm. show. Three's, Comp- Three's Company is 70s, though, but I, d- I guess it did end in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Jack Tripper and the girls always getting into those hijinks. Mm-hmm. Another <laughs> one that I don't know if it could happen today. Same, same, Similar to Bosom Buddies. Like He got this apartment, but there was no co-ed apartments, and so mm-hmm. he, had to, he had to pretend he was gay to live in the apartment oh, with these two women.
1: That's what that was about? Yeah,
0: yeah. wow
1: Wow. they probably never used that word though they probably just it was probably all just very like innuendo kind of a couple of times
0: i think a couple of times but very innuendo based like hysterical show but totally would not work
1: not okay right today yeah
0: (laughs) and then the top three they're showing here married with children amazing show cheers
1: here for it yep absolutely and then number one and i i can't say i disagree with this number one the golden girls Oh, thank you for being a friend, George. Excellent show. Excellent Amazing show.
0: show. I have Golden mm-hmm. Girls socks that I received from – my daughter shaking her head no. I have Golden Girls socks that I received from somebody for my 40th birthday. So thank you. Shout out to Angelo for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was a very well-made show with a ton of episodes. Yeah, yeah. People are Great still binge-watching that.
0: Oh, I still binge-watch it. I still – I'll turn that on at night. It's on every single night on, on like one of the like Hallmark channel or one of those things. Yeah, that's yeah. my list. Yeah. Man.
1: I love it. And, and I, they, when I have, when I have some time, I'd probably rather take a deep dive into that list and see what I can get streaming. than watch most of the stuff that I don't have cable. I haven't in years. I just stream like all the streaming services. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think TV now is probably, it's like pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, I'd rather, I'd probably wa- rather watch any of those shows than any of the sitcoms out now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and by the way, I'm, I'm a huge pop culture guy and TV guy, which I mentioned, but I will take every opportunity to sneak that into this podcast because you know, the, the launch cast, my other show isn't, isn't so much sitcom right? So I, I will take every opportunity to talk about that kind of stuff on this show that I can.
1: <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm here for it. And if you want to hear about, um, music from the more industrial areas of Great Britain that came out between the year the years of uh, 1979 to 1982 um, I'm pretty I'm fairly well versed in um, in in bands such as grievous bodily harm is one of my favorite ones um, <laughs> discharge is another one of my favorite bands so we're gonna get deep into the band discharge Um <laughs>
0: Do you know, uh, by the way, I was going to text you the other night. I thought of you. Uh, Colleen and I were watching Mindless TV. There was nothing on. And this show came on called um, Name That Tune. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, a lot of, like, little short clips of, of songs that they have to name. And some of them were, like, impossible. Um, but one of the things they do is that, like, they'll sort of um, – go back and forth the two contestants to like who can name the tune in the smallest amount of notes. So it'll be oh, like yeah, yeah, four yeah. or five notes. So mm-hmm. this one comes on and it's, let me see if I can emulate it. Cause I know you'll know this. And this blew my mind that they couldn't get this. It was there.
1: Uh, Oh, what? Um, uh, cake blister in the sun. Yep,
0: Violent fems blister in the blister. sun challenge
1: yeah, yeah. fans dude bam, bam. had
0: no idea and I was losing my I was like throwing stuff at the TV I'm like you have to be kidding me
1: <laughs> all jokes aside that I, I we, I've played that game with a bunch of my participants in my program that game is really amazing to show the the strength of the human mind and how you don't even realize how tied your brain is to your ears and how you can just like instant recall just like you know you could just hear like the feedback in the beginning of a nirvana song or something and be like smells like teen spirit like it's just it's it's amazing it's amazing um yeah that that's cool i would like to play that game we should we should do some sort of a game without getting sued on this show like that maybe if we can i think you can
0: so i've i've read about this um in in the form of a game i'm pretty sure we can actually play real clips sweet Let's do it. Oh my it. gosh, we should fun. totally do that. Yeah, yeah. That's my type of thing, though. I I will say, like, I have excellent recall when it comes to music or movie lines or TV lines. Like that. That's my mm-hmm. that's my jam.
1: I love doing that kind of thing. That's a good fish tank idea. That's a good like um, like an app or something where like you know a competitive app where you can play with your friends where it's name that tune or name that clip or or something like that. Name that cultural reference. That's like. There's a market for that. I think,
0: I think that exists. That. Oh, I'm positive of that I like. It's one of those. Remember when like <laughs> scramble and and friends with word words with friends and all that words stuff with... came out. I, <clears throat> there was a game. I'll find it on my phone while we're talking. There was a game that would that did that. It was like video yeah. and audio clips. So uh, I those, I remember the, those... being obsessed for a
1: while, and then it got played out. The phone games are crazy now. And again, another thing that like just like the sitcoms don't have time for it right now but the those phone games where you could collaboratively with like a million of your friends and like see what Facebook friends want to like do a Scrabble game with you or like play Jeopardy with you I mean it's my wife has without investing any money played enough solid played enough my wife I like very much she has she has she has 2009 called they want their jokes back (laughs) 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 but but uh Seinfeld reference. Boom, but um, no, my my wife has played enough solitaire on her phone without spending any money and loading any money in. She started earning money playing solitaire on her phone. What? Um, while we're like while we're like chilling on the couch at night, and uh, yeah, she's she's about six dollars up. And last night, like I I needed her to do something for me. She was like, "Hang on, I have I have money riding on this game." I was like, "You got money riding on solitaire?" <laughs> That's great. That's
0: great. That's
1: great uh you
0: you mentioned shoddy fish tank before should we do it
1: yeah oh so george is a businessman right so i i pitch him a lot of ideas i do business we're big he does business stuff hey i do business (laughs) but but like like i like bouncing ideas off him he's a big idea guy and not all the ideas stick right so sometimes we go back and forth and we try to we try to come up with something that might really work and something we we might want to get behind um and we're going to call it shoddy fish tank.
0: Shoddy fish tank. Because the okay. other kind of tank that you all know, we probably can't say out loud without being sued. Who knows?
1: Right. Right. So we're we're going to need a bigger podcast. Um, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. Um, that's another thing I've never seen. By the way, J- Jaws. Never seen it.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. not a big Jaws. Guy. I'm not. I've I've seen it, but it's it's been so long. i'm not a big jaws guy so so, okay
1: so so speaking speaking of speaking of um fatalities due to shark attacks or whatever here's my first one here's my first one okay let's say okay so i told you recently about a magic related idea Hmm. i'll just remind you and and for the audience at home so i told you about my idea for an Italian restaurant where they do magic tricks at the table with the food and we call it pesto changeo, sure. right. Sure. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're into that, but how about this for more like the wise guys who need to, let's say you need to do dispose of a body for whatever reason, you yeah. need to dispose of a body. Yeah. You hire these magicians to come to your house and poof, make it disappear. Right. <laughs> we, we call it Abra cadaver. So this is like This is like in John Wick
0: Have you ever seen John Wick? No I need a new podcast partner This is like I can't do this with people That have not seen movies This is in, in the movie John Wick with Keanu Reeves He just like kills everybody And then he calls up This dude And he shows up with a crew And gives him a gold coin And everything's cleaned up Yeah
1: Abracadabra. Abracadabra.
0: I'll invest I'm in I'm all over. All right. My turn. So, and, 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 by the way, I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, not only am I a dad to a 12 and a 10 year old soon to be 13 and 11 year olds. Um, but I'm also a dad to a seven month, seven month old little baby. And so my, my thinking is sort of reverted. I've, I've gone through this a couple of times before it's been a little while since I've been in the baby stage. So I'm sort of back here now. And, and because I have the foresight because I've gone through this before, or is that hindsight, um, I have some ideas, right? So so there's going to be a couple here. So the first one here is called Alcatraps. Alcatraps, Alcatraps. formerly... The, the first name I came up with was Baby Sing Sing, but I think um, this this hits a wider mm. demographic here. Al- Alcatraps, right? So the tagline is, when timeouts just aren't cutting it anymore, okay? So Alcatraps is a lead-free, BPA-free, because this is very important in the baby world, BPA-free, lead-free baby jail cell that completely reimagines the timeout structure. Like we used to do with my daughter for every year old that she is, it's one minute of timeout. So my my son Mm -hmm. was never in timeout. My older daughter was in timeout every three seconds. So it was, you know, four years old, four minutes sitting on the floor in the kitchen in timeout, right? So imagine, right? And that didn't work for her. So imagine I could have put her in a little baby jail cell for like 48 hours straight. Mm-hmm. that would have straightened mm-hmm. her out, right? So this isn't cruelty here, right? There, there, there's a whole thing here. It's There's a diaper genie attached to it. I guess they would change wow. their own diaper.
1: And put it in there. I don't know.
0: And, and, and there's slots for food, you know, and so you they got can sur- still surveillance, see
1: it. surveillance, surveillance. You got a little baby monitor in there or something.
0: Well, we're still in early phases of investment. So, you know, if anybody uh, can, can make that happen for us and, and bring in money for surveillance, sure. I mean, it'll, at this point, it's going to wind up being like a $2,000 product. If we start, you know, adding all that kind of stuff. But right now, it's just a a plain plastic little jail cell. They cannot escape. There's a there's a version for teenagers, Alcatines, kids thirteen to sixteen. Yes. That's like a shock field that you put in grandma's craft room in grandma's house and just let them stay there for a couple of days. So, right,
1: so it it's it's uh when when you get that like the ankle monitor on your on your yeah like okay. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. I think as long as you're putting, you know, putting this before like some sort of a human rights committee, making sure that you're you got all your ducks in a row because I think that there is some liability there. Um, you know. Well, I we're not going to go that to, far. Um...
0: We're we're currently testing <laughs> in smaller communist countries. Uh dictatorships mm-hmm. are that that's sort of our demographic, right? Those kind of countries, <laughs> but yeah. Alcatraps. Hey. Right. that sounds good.
1: And 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 maybe maybe that they'd have maybe they'd have their own version in those countries that you could license out and they could call it like wh- a white labeling kind of thing where they call it dictator tots.
0: <laughs> D- dictator tots was my third one, but I'll I'll skip this one.
1: Totally different content. Yeah. All right, your turn. Okay. Well, um, are you investing?
0: How many rubles are you investing in Alcatrabs?
1: No, I'm gonna have to pay you to get that thing away from me. <laughs> All right, your turn. <laughs> we'll see with the second kid how badly I need that. Okay. Uh-oh, foreshadowing. Here's another one that I introduced you to one idea that I'd like to just remind you of and then take it a step further, okay? So I, I think you remember my idea for the sleep aid software, right? So this would be, for the folks at home, this would be a an either add-on to your bed or like um, or a specialty bed that's super expensive and it comes with like I have insomnia I, I sleep horribly right and this is why I thought of it Um, and I'm also trying to get into fitness trying to work on my dad Bob right so so this would be for people who have trouble sleeping you get to choose from like a sleep coach like a sleep instructor and you it's like a screen that's like all around you and you get hooked up to monitors while you're trying to sleep and like they critique your sleep and give you feedback like get back to sleep three more hours you got this let's go right and we call that one pillow right and you could you could uh sleep live with your friends and uh, there's a lot of again liability there that we need to work out we'll cross that bridge when we get there but pillow i think i have a winning idea there okay <laughs> I, I really i really like it i really I'm like glad it. you pillow, like it yeah pillow 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 Okay. So, uh, again, I uh, used to be in the music industry. A lot of my friends are professional or uh, or amateur, or really horrible musicians. Um, and they're having a lot of trouble, especially the ones that are sprawled across cities, um, rehearsing during these, these times. And despite a lot of work being able to pivot to remote, um, it, not everything works, right? And so the big challenge with remotely rehearsing with a group is that there there's a lag bottom line is there's a a a sound lag where if you're trying to play like like synced up heavy metal music or something with a bunch of people you really it's very very hard to do right we've we've all been there yeah right so these guys um these guys don't have a lot of money most of my friends even the professional musicians right but oh so i was thinking okay that's not my target market because I'm realistic, George. I'm realistic, right? So I was thinking, I need something a little bougier, a little bit more, more of a, a, a fancy audience, right? So I was thinking, what if we came up with some sort of software for rehearsing um for orchestras, symphonies, even like string quartets, wedding bands, whatever, right? And it's very integrated your conductor is like live on the screen share or whatever and we call it cello ton
0: hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> can i tell you something and, and i mean this yeah. from the heart i actually stopped listening after you said pillow okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I stop, sort of stopped listening, and then you started talking about music again. And I was like, I think we could create a segment for every show that's called Dave Relives His Past, where he starts talking about being a musician. <laughs> and I heard it's nothing like after the,
1: that. It's like the one <laughs> season you played football in high school or something. You're like, you know, we were undefeated for seven straight games, Dave.
0: Married <laughs> children. That, that's Al like, Bundy, like four touchdowns, one game, un- poke uncle,
1: high. Uncle, uncle, uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's me. I'm Uncle Rico. Nice yeah. to meet you. So um, Peloton,
0: yeah. Celloton, Um yeah, you know, I think we could put that all in the same uh what do they call those trash cans? And uh <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> did I tell you about did I tell you about Jelloton George?
0: <laughs> actually, actually, so so current events now, we actually just ordered a Peloton last night.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. No, because me and you were going to race because in a couple months, I just told I just told my wife, I was like, I'm making an executive decision, even though you're 100 percent, even though you're 100 percent the executive, I'm making a vice executive decision and we are totally getting one. So you, me and you are going to maybe we'll figure out to, how to record the podcast while racing that each would other.
0: Be incredible. <laughs> because because what would a podcast called. The over my dad podcast be without two two chubby dads on a Peloton
1: racing. Dude, we could do a fitness. We could actually do a fitness challenge. It would be fun. We could like you know do it over a couple of months. Figure it out.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that would get tons of listeners. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hold on. Let me move on to my idea now. But I am very excited about Peloton. We'll we'll talk about that another time because the 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 possibilities here are endless for how good I think I'm going to look. But. Actually, I, I will look exactly the same as as I do now. Yeah. Um, so, idea two. So, we're still in the we're still in the in the child area, and this I think can can appeal to a lot of parents because there are certain mysteries with with parenting a little baby child, right, or baby woman, as I like to call my daughter Joanna. Um, like, like the, the the where does the poop? How does the poop end up in the armpit? Kind of thing, like there you go, there you go, they, like stuff like that. The biggest one, as of late for us, is how did your sock get over there, right? Like the one missing sock always. So I actually mm-hmm. have to give shout out to Mrs. Andriopoulos. I have to give my wife Colleen a shout out here because this was her idea. Sock spenders, although I I named it sock spenders, <laughs> suspenders for socks. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, we haven't worked out the logistics of of how this actually stays on slash doesn't hurt right. the baby, um, but suspenders for baby socks. So they clip onto the socks. They go over the baby somehow. I don't know if they strap to the head. You tie it around the head or something or the neck, whatever, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I know it's going to be a success. And can I tell you something? The possibilities right. for this of what's going to happen, I am in such suspense over right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sky's the limit for this idea. It's kind of like the mask chains or whatever, or like you could just have her wear dumb waiters all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sock spenders.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I will invest because, as someone with a three and a half year old, I'm, 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 I'm with you there. And it seems deliberate with her. It seems like a little bit of terrorism. I'm just like, I, we actually have a video from this week that I got while I was at work of my daughter, um, admitting that she deliberately put one sock in the fridge. I don't know why. Um, So socks fenders might be helpful for her. That's perfect. Love it. I'll invest twenty bucks. Twenty bucks.
0: Perfect. We're in.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Cool. All right. Here's my last one. Yeah. Bear bear with me on this one, George. My wind ups are pretty long. Okay. Go ahead. ahead. No, no. I'll I'll be brief. Okay. So I'm thinking of I've been watching like these like sometimes I watch these like tattoo um, competition reality shows or like cooking reality shows where like it's like competitive. Um, oh, he! I, for those of you who uh, are listening, George is queuing up the "womp womp womp" or the bird sound. I could see him on the soundboard. Um, he's getting ready. He hasn't even heard anything yet. So, 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 it's it's a it it it's it's one of those competition reality shows, right? Where like you split up into teams, whatever. So, I was thinking of like, what, what's a what, massive what, hit? What, there you go. Perfect. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. A little premature. So so so. I was thinking like what's a massive hit that i can like transform into a show right like like why reinvent the wheel right so like what's been a massive sensation in the areas of music or movies so right i was thinking titanic classic movie right how can i turn that into a reality show so i was thinking they did a real bad job on the on the the construction and navigation of of that ship i don't know what was wrong i you know i've seen the movie i'm not an expert but bottom line is someone could do better so i'm thinking we got to make it interesting right like chopped or one of these shows so my idea is to source so you 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 have like people who aren't experts like me and you i assume you're not an expert in, in nautical engineering um we we go on the show and we're allowed to source our ex. We, we're given a budget and we're allowed to source our experts uh or our builders and designers only from like either facebook marketplace or craigslist right yeah and it's called it's called Tritanic. And so you get given a, a budget and you have to do better than they did on the Titanic. Like you have to get further across the ocean in your in your shoddy ship than no.
0: <laughs> so, OK, so, so, uh, you know, uh, for those that know me here, I'm a, I'm a management consultant. I, I am a business strategist. <laughs> right. And so. So I, I'm, I'm the guy that fixes broken businesses. So the first thing I do is I have to look at the cons. I have to be devil's advocate here. So I watched a uh, documentary on how this ship, would, Colleen and I always sail on um, Norwegian cruise lines when we, when we cruise. We love cruising. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a documentary on the breakaway, the ship that we were actually on, but I could be wrong on that. But anyway, it was a documentary on how the breakaway was built. So Titanic breakaway, same same kind of idea, cruise ship, mm-hmm. big luxurious line, whatever. Um so I saw what goes into this money wise and time wise as far as building it. So I don't know if logistically you can give like five people a budget to build a a ship and then build like the first of all, the show would take like ten years to film one episode.
1: Right. Listen, we're getting in the weeds, George. We're getting in the weeds. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. This is in the this is like when they when I see a picture of like a car and I don't know a lot about cars and like I'm like this is crazy like it's so many bells and whistles how much is this thing and then it's like that's not even a real car it's just in the concept phase calm down dave like it doesn't look like that it probably won't be around like I'm talking about again big picture guy okay don't worry about all that just let me know if you think it's a dope idea <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, this could be a new concept for TV. Like I saw last year, Quibi came out that it's like this streaming TV network that has like seven minute episodes of shows. So this could be the opposite. This could be where like one episode takes 10 years to film. And uh, yeah, there's something there. I would listen. If you have a
1: time-lapse iPhone video and it'll be out in 10 years and it'll be a 30 second video.
0: Yeah. If you have the budget to build multiple huge ships and, and the time for that, I'll invest in that.
1: And this is called Tritanic T-R-Y, not to be confused with Tritanic T-R-I, which is the third installment of the Titanic movies where there's three boats that sink. Right, right. Not that one.
0: But this time, Jack decides, hey, maybe I can also fit on that piece of wood to float away with Rose (laughs) instead of choosing to drown. It's a big piece of wood.
1: It wasn't a good decision, Jack. Like
0: you said, I'll never let go. Why didn't you just I'll never let go?
1: I'll never let go of that. I'll never <laughs> let go of it. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I'll never forgive him. All right, here we go.
0: And oh, by the me. way, Leo DiCaprio getting a start. Where, Dave? Where?
1: Uh a a show?
0: Growing I- pains.
1: Oh, that's right. The later seasons. I of did know games. that he was like. Yes.
0: I think they like, was like the, scrappy, na- the scrappy neighbor.
1: Scrappy neighbor. Yeah. The no, scrappy no, no, neighbor not a neighbor. They like, like
0: adopted him or something, or like a foster wow. kid or something.
1: Yeah. Okay, he was scrappy though. He had the haircut I wanted as He's a kid. He was definitely scrappy. Like, yeah. like all the all the kids from all the shows, all the bad ones. They always had that cool middle part skateboard yeah. kid haircut. Oh, totally. That I wanted. Oh yeah, and then I lost my hair when I was like sixteen. Never, <laughs> never got the haircut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, here we go. Final idea. We, we talked about uh, uh, getting in shape before with the the Peloton and the Celloton and the Peloton and all that stuff, right? <laughs> so here's an idea called, and I've, I've, I've touched on this with you a little bit. This is called Guilty and Filthy. And yes, um, before Dave mentioned this, a lot of my business ideas are based on punishment and and guilt. Um and so I just want to you know make that clear beforehand. But Guilty and Filthy is an artificial intelligence weight management system that's built into your home plumbing system, right? So the one part of it it designs a nutritional plan for you and you just have to follow along and stick to that diet, right? But what happens is and here's here's the kicker guys for for you investors that are so interested in unique products.
1: Mm -hmm. When you
0: go to the bathroom to evacuate, right, um, it actually analyzes your fecal matter, and it knows if you've been sticking to your diet or not. And so if you stick to it, you are rewarded with a clean flush. But if you are cheating on your diet, what it does is it basically has uh, 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 like a back door to the toilet, and it dumps all of your waste right on the floor and guilts you into cleaning it up. And so that's your punishment. So- Guilty and filthy. And it's, oh, by the way, it I says repeatedly this was your fault as you're cleaning up the poop off the floor. Guilty and I,
1: I wouldn't do well with that, George. I, I wouldn't do well with it. Um, To be honest, I don't know why we don't just start from the fridge proactively and just make sure you're not taking anything bad out of the fridge. I guess that this would get in the way of me making those trips on my way home to the one Taco Bell that I pass um, regularly. Um, without you know, without <laughs> disclosing that information, With my double my double dinners would be over? I I, never, I can't yeah. I can't get behind it. It's just not. It doesn't feel good to me. I I'm someone who needs to sneak a snack every once yeah, in a while. Well,
0: you know, some of us are weak human beings and some of us are not. <laughs> <laughs> but I am very stoked about this idea. Let me tell you, it is very exciting to me. Very exciting to me.
1: That is not the kind of idea like okay, so first of all I don't know if you were using that word before if we became good friends, but that I did is not, not no, the kind of no. context That is not the context. I, I so I like to sign off my work emails stoked like that That is, that is me like when I've had my coffee Especially I am someone who's excited to be around excited to be alive, especially professionally and personally I overuse that word usually when I make a Facebook status and do the little feeling thing I mark stoked but usually it's about an idea I want to get behind or about something more feel good than like, that's, that's, that's not, that's not stuff to get stoked about. It's not, so what, not well, to tell me. me. I tell, can't
0: tell me something that you are stoked about that. And by the way, I used this in a comment on social media the other day and somebody told me that I sound like you uh, in, in a response.
1: Nice. Good. Yeah. No, so you're getting somewhere. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> stuff to get stoked about. Okay. So this week all right so again we're in march but okay so here's something and again we're probably going to take some dives into what we both do but i'm in the nonprofit world i'm an educator kind of an innovator an advocate within the the neurodiversity space and the the space of people who um learn differently and think differently i'm one of those people and so I've, i've had my mind a lot on these awareness months and on like, so right now we're in women's history month next month april which is where people will be listening to this it's autism awareness month those are both great and like all these awareness months are so important but like i don't want so so my other podcast with josh sounds like autism we started this this hashtag last year called don't wait for april meaning like people need that work to be done all year round so like yes it's very Energizing and it can be like the Super Bowl of your cause to have like a month dedicated to it and it's awesome but like Inclusion and and we're not gonna get political on this show But that shouldn't be a political word or a political idea inclusion of people of, of groups that don't feel included or historically haven't been with Women or February is black history month or next month is autism awareness month Like that should be an every month effort from everyone. You know yeah. what I mean? And not yeah. so so I'm just I'm excited about the idea of promoting the idea that that like you don't need to have skin in the game to to be a 36547 advocate for people who need You know what I mean? I I I just that's, I that's totally been on my mind do. a lot lately.
0: I totally do, man. And this is you know it's so tough to discuss this with other people because there is a um there's a couple of levels to this, right? There, there's a sort of sense of enlightenment and I'm not trying to sound like bougie with my enlightenment and where I am in life. Right. But there's a sort of sense of enlightenment and man, look, I had, I had 41 years to figure this out and it took me a while to, to get there. It took me a lot of trials mm-hmm. and tribulation and, and trial and error and successes and failures to sort of figure out not only who I am as, as a professional, but who I am personally and, You know, when those two areas sort of started getting married, um, I don't know, it was this heightened sense of enlightenment where you can sort of do more, right? And that Mm -hmm. whole part of of, um, listening to marginalized voices, that whole thing of of making yourself aware of stuff that's not part of your circle of influence. It became very important to me and it's it's mm-hmm. tough, right? Like you and I are both married with kids, like and we have careers and and we have stuff going on, right? And when we're in a, a a gosh darn I'm going to say gosh darn because I don't I only have $5 to donate today. <laughs> but a gosh darn pandemic, Dave Thompson. You know? And so like we have stuff going on and so it's hard to say to yourself like Let me take time to start focusing on something that has nothing to do with me. But those are the moments where, man, you just elevate yourself when you can do that. That's really how you and I, you know, started becoming closer.
1: For sure, and you're one of the first people to make me think about this idea of like, you know, most of the people that donate to causes that I work towards are relatives of those people, or you know, whatever, whatever. And one of the first people that like took a genuine interest that I had to end up asking you, like, you don't have a cousin, you don't have a son, you don't have a like, and you were like, no, I, I don't. It meant a lot to me, and that point is is important. I'm not, and it, it's a somewhat privileged idea to assume that people have the time and the resources and the energy to take upon learning about other people's struggles and being invested in them i understand that like everyone has their own problems it kind of reminds me of like um like on a plane like put on your oxygen mask before the one of the person next to you they say that on every single plane right so it's like while you're taking care of yourself like take care of yourself and if you're feeling like you're in an okay place to explore this world but at at least be open to it at least be open to hearing about reading a status having a conversation i'm not saying to donate to every gofundme that crosses you know your social media or whatever but like just having that openness and that willingness to just acknowledge the plights and struggles and journeys of other people is so important and then if you are in a place like like george has gotten to which has been an incredible moment i would say a spark moment right in his life like then, then it, it it's quite fulfilling to take on causes and ideas and have conversations that have nothing to do with you right um and, and and the bottom line is i'm not saying that everybody should be an advocate for everything all the time because that's literally impossible and i certainly don't do it something that i'd love to work towards to to have, be involved in more things that you know t- tug at me and make me think and and you know things that i i want to get behind but but when you can just approach things with an open mind and just listen and sometimes it doesn't take much it doesn't take a ton of time energy resources to like share something and say i agree with this or like you know read an article or listen to a podcast. That's cause related and and just educate yourself on what's going on around you because it, all in all we are a big community Of we are one. I this is so like we are the world and corny But like we are just one community and if it's not your cousin or your son or your neighbor now that has um, you know a learning difference or has cancer or um, you know has their house burned down or something god forbid Then maybe you will be you know, like we so it is in everyone's best interest to be thinking about people that have struggles that aren't their struggles. Right. It it just is. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm stoked on. I'm just, I, I, it's it's one of these spark moments for me lately of just like, this is a big, this is a big deal. Like this advocacy stuff and this supporting people that need, um, a voice or need, um, like a a hand, a a hand up, not a handout. Right. Like that's, that's what I want to dedicate my life to no matter what population it's with and awareness month, no awareness month. I want to talk about it. I want to get behind it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing, dude. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so on board with that mindset because it's, you know, it's just important to, um, maybe as guys that have gotten to this point to help people understand how to potentially get to that point. Um, you know, because people look at it in a really, I've been talking a lot about this lately. So ma- macro versus micro, right? People look at things in a very micro way because they hear something like what you just spoke about and it's a big undertaking for them. So they look at it and they're like, "That that's big. That's a shift in my life. That's like a noticeable shift and, and it'll create right. waves. And I don't think I have the capacity to do that or the bandwidth to do that. But, That's a it's a very micro point of view when you look at this in a macro sort of way and look and you're able to take a step back and look at the grand scheme of things and see that this can start in a very small fashion. You go, for sure, this is just one thing you can do to sort of get the ball rolling. Maybe it's just being open-minded, right? Like we had last year, I I don't want to really get too much into this because this is more of like a launch cast kind of thing, but last year there was a time during you know the the Big conversations of racial divide that were going on um, in the country, where I, as a leader, I felt that I needed to use my platform of having a podcast, uh, a leadership pod- podcast with the Launchcast, to be able to mm-hmm. showcase some marginalized voices. And I was told by a lot of people, do not do that. Do not do that. Like, that's not the right thing to do. And I'm like, listen, man, I just want, I think in my community, some of the problems that I'm seeing can be alleviated by communication and understanding of the definitions of some words, right? I won't get further than that into it, but that I think could help solve a lot of problems. And so the goal, I did a four-part series that I was very proud of on the podcast. And the goal was just to be able to have conversations so that people could learn the definitions of some words from different populations, and mm-hmm. that, that step, okay, I made a big step by hosting that, right? Th- that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about listening to a show like that. I'm talking about opening yeah. your mind to just go, okay, I'm going to listen with an impartial, unbiased, open mind. That's like mm-hmm. a step one that is so easy to take for people, you know? Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, so I love that, man. For sure. Um, Yeah, man, uh, stuff to be stoked about. I got to say right now, mine's going to be a lot less um heavy, um, because I, I, right now in this very moment in time, I, I, um, I'm in a, a place where I, I just want to enjoy some time. And so work and all my extracurriculars are so important to me and all my, you know, nonprofit and charitable stuff. Um, I love mm-hmm. it. And I'm still doing it all, but I gotta say, man, with, uh, I I've been feeling some like, um, what do they call that? The seasonal effective, disorder, mm-hmm. like the, the winter time kicked my ass a little bit and the cloudy days were kicking my ass a little bit. And so some sunshine lately has been really doing me good. We had yesterday like a 65 degree day. The whole family went to go walk to go pick up my son from school. My son and I took a five mile bike ride yesterday. So, you know, nice. we just moved this past um, September into a new bigger house and, and we got a pool and a hot tub and the whole thing. And so um, we had a stressful year. Right with the move and the baby coming and all this stuff, and so For I'm sure. very stoked about the the spring and summertime coming. Um, even during the pandemic, I just want to enjoy
1: mm-hmm. our home. So you're going, you're going camping, you're going camping, camping.
0: in the backyard, man. I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're planning out like how like five o'clock hits, and and we're just in our bathing suits in the backyard uh, and and staying there until nighttime, and we have a the a, a bike path that's like. Three houses down is the entrance for what? us. And so like it's man, uh, I'm just so excited so for the warm weather to come and, and to just recharge this summer and enjoy, you know, the fruits of our labor uh over over the last couple of years. We worked hard to get to this point and we're we're just man so excited about enjoying our home and and uh hopefully, you know, being able to get to a point where we can get together with people and enjoy the house with with others. We have our little pod, our little circle. Um that we could do that with now at this very moment. But you know, Greek Easter for us is for a big sure. thing. Greek Easter oh. is a huge thing, man. And if, and if everything was open, I don't know by May 2nd, if things will be clearer, but, uh, or you'll be in Nashville by then. Um, so
1: now Memorial day, Memorial day. Weekend, oh go. yeah. So if that's a we're thing,
0: dead. you guys should come on. Yeah, over. dude,
1: that would be so, that would be so cool. Oh, yeah. No, it. it's, 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 it's such a, it's such a fact though. And it's something that I, I really, it was really missed on me for a really long time that like you need sunshine and you need like a seasonal affective disorder. Like you said, like I, I have that totally. And I think it's very natural. I mean, if you look at like Alaska, they actually have to put like special um, streetlights lights all over the place for when it's dark for months and months at a time so that, you know, because the, the suicide rate goes way up and yeah. stuff. It's a fact. And and the, the between the actual weather and w- New York got hit with a massive winter this winter, biggest in a very long time, record-breaking uh, snowfall and all that stuff, like, between that and the, a little thing called a global pandemic, plus all of our regular stressors, like you said, having a baby, um, uh, you know, all, all these things going on um move you moved I'm about to move like it is so important to A unplug and I know you talk about a work-life balance a lot um but but B just physically go outside like yeah. go outside for five minutes and I'm so excited I haven't had a backyard in like seven years or something and I'm about to have like a fully fenced in backyard with like with a a a, a covered deck with a ceiling fan attached to it and Ugh. stuff and I'm just like oh my goodness like I, I can do work I can do a full day because I'm going to be 100% remote. I can do my work outside all day if I wanted to, Yeah. you know? Oh, dude. We. So, it's funny because oh, last,
0: last summer um, we were still in the old house. Um, and so we were prepping because we knew this move would happen. But uh, it was the first warm weather working in the pandemic where we were all remote. Um, and so there were days, where, you know, my old house is set up where it's just, you know, like outdoor patio or whatever but it's not covered or anything so you know on those days where it's like 90 out and you want to soak out soak in some sun you can't really work with a laptop in 90 degree weather in the the sun so yeah that was our whole thing it's like we're 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 gonna build like a an outdoor kitchen because we have a few levels of patios um we'll build like we're gonna build an outdoor kitchen we already started the process really and we'll do like a whole covered uh um portico that we're going to build over the whole thing with the fans and everything and be able to work outside oh man i'm so it it jazzes me up so much to even think about just a little bit of warmer weather um you know right after you and i get off i have one more meeting at one i'll wrap up some work and then we're we're walking to pick my son up again at three and then as soon as we get back he and i are hopping on the bike path again
1: you know so good that yeah. is awesome yeah. Wow. I'm super oh, excited about that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm at the end of a cul-de-sac. And again, I haven't been to my place yet. And I won't be until I own and I walk in the door. But it looks like, and it's such a new neighborhood that the Google car hasn't even driven through it yet. Oh, funny. Which is really frustrating to me. So I only have the video from the realist right now yeah. but like it's the end of a cul-de-sac and then there's no neighbor to one side of me and she's like i think that might be a, a path down there like a nature path or something and she's like because i see i see someone and i'm like i hope it's a nature path <laughs> because if it's not then there's like people in the woods like <laughs> hunting hunting for wild boar or something <laughs> so anyway i may or may not have a path similar to yours next to me I'll find out in two
0: months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, we got to get down there once everything sort of calms down. We'll definitely make a trip down.
1: Oh, for sure. Music City, baby. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure.
0: Exciting. All right, man. I think we did it. Cool.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, dude. Our
0: very second show. Well done. I'm so proud of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we did a great job. Pat pat yourself on the back. I can't do it for you.
0: All right, guys. Until next week, the Over My Dad podcast. We'll see you later.
1: I need those.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Over My Dad podcast. Catch us every Wednesday morning when we release on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and all the major podcast platforms. Follow us. On Facebook and Instagram at Over My Dad Podcast, and Twitter at Over My Dad Bod CST. Yeah.